we're not interested in selling a toy that's going to be gifted for Christmas and then two hours later it's going to be chucked in the toy box probably broken because the quality is poor and then it's going to end up in the landfill like that's not what we do it's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond here's your host Chloe Thomas Hello and welcome. It's awesome to have you tuning in and joining us. So thank you for hitting the play button today. This is one of those very cool episodes where I get to interview one of you. Yes, one of our listeners. In fact, Laura describes herself as an avid listener. Thank you, Laura. So if you're a listener and want to come on the show too, I would love to hear from you. Just fill out our guest application form at ecmp.info forward slash guest. Now, in today's episode, I'm chatting with the founder of two brands, actually. She sells both nappies and toys on Line, and her businesses are strictly buy product from other brands and manufacturers and sell them on their websites. They're not product creation, they are a reseller. So we talk about that, we talk about why they're keeping their warehouse in-house despite the fact they have a lot of products going out the door every week. We're talking about how she's been challenging her supply chain to become more sustainable. We've got some wicked, brilliant marketing tips coming up um, and Plenty, plenty more for you to get your your ears wrapped around. So please make sure you listen to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on my guests' top tips, which, as you'll know, are frequently described as the best bit of the show and my own take on this episode. Do you have stock in your warehouse you desperately need to turn back into cash? Do you want to know how you can sell more stock at full price? Do you want to leverage your stock to improve your profits, cash flow and environmental impact? Then it's time to get your free ticket to our brand new virtual event. This time we're tackling the problem of overstocks, both how to avoid them and how to clear them. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket. And to answer the number one most asked question, will replays be available, Chloe? Why, yes, replays will be available to everyone who has signed up. So sign up and then you can watch at your convenience. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket. That's ecmp, short for e-commerce master plan, dot info forward slash summit to get your free ticket today. And now to introduce today's special guest. Laura Davies is the founder of The Kid Collective, a UK-based toy and sustainable parenting online store built on Blue Park. Founded in 2008, they now process two to 4,000 orders a month. Hello, Laura. Hello, Chloe. Lovely to have you here. How did you get into e-commerce all those years ago? Well, I kind of fell into it. So I had a child and I was using reusable nappies with her and I just absolutely fell in love with them. I've always been sort of sustainably minded anyway and and if I can I will always make an effort to make sustainable choices. So it was a natural choice for me and from that I just felt a desire to try and sell them. So I went online. I mean this was back in 2008 so it was all about business forums and learning you know what was going on and and how to sell online basically and and I set up an online store 
And here we are nearly 15 years later. We have two primary websites and yeah it's been a bit of a journey <laughs> it's it has <laughs> been a journey we yeah so we've we've got the um the reusable nappy store that we still um operate which is the nappy gories and then four years ago we um launched a sub brand which is the kid collective um to enable us to expand our portfolio into toys based around sustainability and making conscious choices uh, i mean congratulations on being one of the many people on maternity leave who get bored and think they can start an e-commerce store it's a it's a it's a sector um <laughs> so is. congrats on being one of those who survived um and and on starting back in 2008 with a business that had an interest in sustainability because that it was it doesn't feel that long ago but in the sustainability stakes it was a whole world away wasn't it yeah it really really was and and actually our sort of messaging at that time was all around community. So I, I was actually living in the U US um, when my daughter was born and I kind of got into the cloth diaper community there. And then when I moved back to the UK, it was like, oh, okay, it's not really here. Um, I'm going to bring it here. And so our messaging was all about making reusable nappies a, a fun and practical option. And this sort of sustainability angle was, I guess, kind of secondary then and yeah it's just evolved from then I would say. Yeah it's interesting how the core messaging around a product can evolve over time based on how consumers need to change they still need the product but the whys and the wherefores and the customer sectors adapt. Have you changed the marketing much on them um, on the diaper brand over the years? We're, yeah, we're a reseller of, of other brands across the whole business. We don't have our own product brand. That's absolutely evolved and changed. You know, there's been a lot of different new brands enter the market. And so, you know, we've we've adapted with them and how and how the market is. And I mean, <clears throat> from the reusable nappy side of things. So when we launched, you know, we, we were in the midst of sort of the recession period of then. So you know, money saving has always been a really, a really strong angle for us. Actually, sort of last year has been the most challenging in that regard because of the energy prices, which has obviously had a big impact on people's perceptions of sustainability and reusing products because they don't really want to be washing them. So that's been interesting. And that's something that we haven't faced before. So yeah, again, it's always just about evolving to the market conditions and, and thinking what messaging you need to lead with at any particular time based on what the consumers need and what they're looking for. So yeah, that's definitely something that we've learned over the years. And you took that decision a couple of years ago to, to still be selling to the same customer base, I would guess, but to go from the fairly simple product of nappies, cloth, to the very difficult uh, or the much more varied product set, let's say, of children's toys. So what led you to decide to expand, to, to run two businesses, essentially, which is, is more than double the workload, I often think? Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously, the market that we were in was very niche um, and we were very strong in that market. So we had developed a really core customer base that was really well connected with us you know they were very loyal to us and and you know we had a really strong community so I wanted to look at how we could enter a more mainstream broader market but obviously utilizing that 
customer base that we already had. So we were in a good position to to do that. But I mean, the Kid Collective itself has, I mean, it's only four years old and it has been, it's had three rebrands <laughs> in that time. That in itself has has been a journey, but I feel like sort of, so we, we rebranded it for the last time, uh, last September, and we've gone really strong with our messaging and, and we've really honed down what we're doing and how we're doing it. So I think when we initially launched we were just sort of testing the market obviously it it is a much more competitive and a much broader market space so we were kind of dabbling and testing what worked for us and so over the years we've drawn on that leading up to the position where like I said last year we were able to rebrand and and go really strong and and already that's proven to be really successful for us and it's given us such a strong foundation of on which to grow so yeah we're really excited about it and it I guess in the toy space, the beginning of the differentiation has to come from the product. So can you tell us a little bit about the types of products you're selling and what makes them different from other kids' toy brands? Absolutely. So we are quite selective over the toys that we that we stock. We'll always look at credentials in terms of sustainability and, and manufacturing. Um, but we also look at what value do these toys add to the child? You know, we're not interested in selling a toy that's going to be gifted for Christmas and then two hours later it's going to be chucked in the toy box probably broken because the quality is poor and then it's going to end up in the landfill like that's not what we do so we do really carefully curate our collection really and we work with a lot of lesser known brands but we've we're sort of starting to to integrate some more mainstream brands but still carefully selected uh, just so that we can draw in that more mainstream audience into our offerings and then hopefully encourage them to to shop our other collections. So when we did the rebrand, we've done it around the ethos that play matters and the educational play is important, but in, in lots of different ways. So, you know, we, we cover off things like sensory play, um, the benefits of role play, and we, you know, we sell a lot of wooden wooden toys um, and we, we try to keep plastic to a minimum. You know, we also work with our suppliers. So, you know, we have some suppliers across the business that typically would produce the products and have them in like a plastic outer covering that, you know, we get in from the factory and that's how it arrives. And we've said, we don't want this plastic. Like either we're just going to take it off before we send it to the customer or the customer's going to take it off and it's going to be in the bin. Like, like, let's just skip that. We don't need it. We don't want it. So we'll have our orders custom made without that plastic outer wrap. We do our best to make what's typically a not terribly sustainable product range as sustainable and value-led as as we can, really. And we look for toys that are built to last. (laughs) I love that you are looking at it from all directions. And I I can tell it's going to be a bit like an expanding balloon. You're going to push those directions step by step, season by season as it goes on. And But I wanted to ask, both your your websites, both your businesses are selling other people's products rather than manufacturing your own, which is an oddity these days in, uh, in e-commerce. We seem to talk all the time about people who are manufacturing their products. So I guess I'll give you two questions and you can answer as you feel. So the first side of it is why are you sticking with that model? Because um, I could ask why you started, but why are you sticking with it? Because you've you've been doing it for over ten years now. And then, secondly, do you have any intention of ever creating your own products? It's not something that 
that we haven't discussed over the years and and you know we ha we have looked at it but ultimately we're a reseller and you know we develop the relationships with the brands that that we sell and when it when we've talked about it before we just felt that it would be a really challenging position for us to work in having our own brand but still maintaining those strong reseller relationships with the brands that we work with and you're going to want to lead with your own brand um, and that's just it's just not our model it's just not not what we do and that's certainly been the case in terms of the reusable nappy business um, with the toys it is something that we have talked about more recently and and you know we do have a, a member of the team um, who's been with us for 12 months who has absolutely the skill sets to be able to do that with us so it is something that we are looking at on a tentative level for this year with a view to potentially moving into own brand toys at a later stage so it is something that we <laughs> that we're thinking about but ultimately yeah our model to, to date has uh, we we're, we're a reseller and and that's what we do but you know it absolutely has its challenges you know we've we've got multiple brands to manage which is it's a complex model lots and lots of SKUs. you know we 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 can't work with a third party logistics warehouse because we've got that many SKUs and it's such, so complicated and we've got a lot of competition you know you know we have to spend a lot of money on advertising and you know our ad spend is, is high to bring the customers on on board so yeah it's, it's definitely not without its challenges but you know it's what what we're working with at the moment <laughs> well, I think you're totally right that it, it is a totally different business model and as you've just very well outlined, the areas you need to be expertise at are very different. How you approach the business, what the margins look like, the whole structure of the business is very different depending on which you're doing. And But I can totally see now you've been able to bring on someone who's got the skill set to develop products for you. And in the toy business, as opposed to the nappy business, there's more scope for, oh, if only that and there was something between those two things or if only that toy that we can only get in plastic was available in wood or if only we could tweak this a bit there's finally a good reason to make the business more complex absolutely yeah it yeah we definitely need a good a good justification for it um over the years you know we've we've worked with distribution you know we've we've been the exclusive dis distributor for some brands um from the US um Australia and it, at the time, it seemed like a really logical step because it was like, okay, yeah, you know, we're already selling these products. So let's be the distributor. You know, we'll get better margins and then we can sell to all our competitors. It would be great. Oh, absolutely. That is a whole different business model in itself, which I came to realize. And it just added such layers of complexity. And, you know, you can only spread yourself so thin. And so, yeah, when we've, when we've tried that, previously we've let that side of the business go yeah bring ourselves back to ultimately what we are which is a b2c product reseller we're happy like that <laughs> well that's the thing isn't it there is nothing wrong with being happy and making x amount of margin rather than tweaking it to x plus 0.1 and adding a whole load of complexity into the business but but like you've been saying now you've got the skill set on board and you can see opportunities that's you know, you should always be asking yourself these questions, but that's the time to go, actually, maybe it's time we give this a go. And you mentioned there, Laura, that selling kids toys is a challenging marketplace with loads of competition. So how do you, I guess, how do you differentiate uh, in order to try and keep those advertising costs as low as possible? Yeah, it's uh, it's challenging. 
as I say, we, when we did the rebrand, we did a lot of work on our website and we really looked at what aspects are going to be important to the customer when they're landing on our site. And, you know, we do work with a, a really great conversion rate. And um, so, you know, on, on all of our products, we have really clear clear messaging and we um, have little icons that demonstrate what benefits the, each product provide to the children in terms of, of play and we just try to keep our community engaged so you know obviously yes we do have to spend money in acquisition but we work really really hard to retain those customers and we we do have really really good customer service <laughs> if you look at our reviews it's all about the customer service you know the, the girls go above and beyond and you know ultimately it keeps people coming back so that's that's the goal at the end of the day I always think great customer service is the beginning of the retention program. It's like you, you can do all the clever marketing in the world, but if your customer service is bad, right from how you dispatch and the automated stuff that happens in a in a perfect order through to the bad ones, then then you're in a lot of trouble. And you mentioned earlier you're running your own warehousing and fulfillment as well. I'm sure when they were listening to that, a lot of 3PLs would be going, we can help. Oh, I must message her. I'm sure you're going to get messages from 3PLs going, doesn't matter how complex, we can do it. But I'm guessing the customer service levels come into that a bit as well when you've got these very diverse products with different setups and so forth. Absolutely. You know, it's something that I've looked at previously but ultimately I just feel like the benefits that we get from managing our own logistics outweigh adding that layer of simplicity because you know all of our orders go out with a little personal handwritten note you know a customer can ring us up and be like I've just placed my order ah, I've put the postcode wrong we can change it in a flash you know we can adapt to to the market really really quickly we can gather our own social media content you know people love seeing what's on the packing bench today and you know what's just arrived at the warehouse oh look what we're unpacking you know that whole layers of benefits that we get by having our own warehouse I just I don't really want to lose that you know yes there are times when I think especially like peak period last year we, we couldn't move in the warehouse we just had pallet deliveries coming in and we like literally most of the office staff were down in the warehouse helping to pack orders because we were so overwhelmed so there's times like that when you think I cannot do this anymore but ultimately I do, I do think the benefits that we get from it from consumer level are too good to want to let go e-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector here's a reminder of who they are do you have stock in your warehouse you desperately need to turn back into cash do you want to know how you can sell more stock at full price do you want to leverage your stock to improve your profit cash flow and environmental impact then it's time to get your free ticket to our brand new virtual event. This time we're tackling the problem of overstocks, both how to avoid them and how to clear them. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket. And to answer the number one most asked question, will replays be available, Chloe? Why, yes, replays will be available to everyone who has signed up. So sign up and then you can watch at your convenience. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket. That's ecmp, short for e-commerce master plan, dot info forward slash summit to get your free ticket today.
Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas. Not that you haven't given us a whole load of those already, Laura, but it gives us some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Laura, are you ready for the top tips? I am. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Okay, so this is one that um, I've just recently finished and it's not something that I would have normally chosen but it was gifted to me by a friend who runs a um, book subscription website Um, and I just really loved it so it's it's you are a badass by Jen Sincero and I've read it with taking it with a bit of a pinch of salt but I just found it really engaging and it was humorous and I just found the overall messaging to be really powerful. So it's all about, basically about the law of attraction, which doesn't really sit that well with me because I'm far more science led. But I, I read it with the view that that, it, that law of attraction works because by thinking that you you yourself take actions and you work in a way that's going to lead to those things becoming a truth. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it and uh, yeah, it made me feel all empowered and, you know, fake it till you make it type thing. <laughs> I, lo- I love the recommendation and I love the caveats you've just strewn around it <laughs> as you've explained it. I'm gonna mention it but I'm not it wasn't my choice and it wasn't this so I just I'm just just loving that but sometimes we do have to put us it's good to read a book that you wouldn't choose because if you if you're always reading the same stuff you just don't learn the lesson so I, I love yeah. I love that one Laura and the way you presented it. Um, the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So I've had a good think about this. And actually, I think what I'm going to say is digital PR. So we've worked with a fantastic PR company for a few years and they have really, really helped us with our SEO um, and really improving our organic traffic. So in terms of reducing our acquisition costs that's really really helpful and yeah I've, I just really enjoyed working with them and I just feel like it's so powerful of what it can do in improving your website's organic reach. Yeah I think digital PR gets ignored so often and it can be such a multifaceted benefit mm-hmm. not just from the SEO but brand awareness and all the rest of it um, 
super great tip okay the tool top tip maybe a collaboration tool a social media plugin a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day now i've got a couple here because but i know like everybody will say slack because i just think how did we ever live without slack but to to add something different i'm gonna say um type form so it's a, a survey quiz type application and it's not the cheapest so so we you know we have like the premium package because we use it a lot and you can create really really complex logic systems and it all integrates into Clavio to helping you build out your customer segments and yeah we we use it for like some big campaigns multiple times a year and the data that we get from that is invaluable so yeah Typeform is is a great one Nice. Liking that tip. Okay. The growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000, what would be your number one tip for them? I would say to have some funds to put behind Google paid advertising, (laughs) but (laughs) alongside that, have a strategy for customer retention. So you don't just want to be aimlessly throwing your money at Google, you need to have a plan for what you're going to do with those customers once you've got them. So um, as I mentioned, we use Clavio, which is awesome tool. Yeah, it really helps us to speak to our customers through segmentation and um, and keep them connected. So yeah, that would be my growth top tip. Uh, an excellent growth top tip. Pay for some traffic, but keep it, everybody. Keep that traffic. Um, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. Before you say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your businesses? Absolutely. So we're online at thekidcollective.co.uk. You can find us on Instagram at the.kid.collective and on TikTok and Facebook at with just the Kid Collective. And do you want to give a shout out to the Nappy brand as well? Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. (laughs) So we're also at thenappygurus.com. And yeah, you'll find us on all the socials as the Nappy Gurus. Excellent. Well, Laura, like I said, thank you so much for coming on and being um, so open, sharing what's going on with your business and what you're up to and some of those decision making processes. It's been real pleasure chatting with you. So thanks for being here. Pleasure. Thank you for having me, Chloe. How lovely to chat with Laura there. And that's one of the reasons I love getting you listeners onto this podcast, because you know what to bring, you know what you're looking for. So many takeaways there. A couple of quick ones before I go into the bigger picture stuff. Uh, The digital PR agency she was raving about in the traffic top tip are called Wild PR, based in Huddersfield in the UK. So if you're trying to fill that gap at the moment, sounds like they're probably worth a chat to. And uh, her growth top tip was around spending money on Google ads over on our sister podcast, Keep Optimising. We've just done, uh, or in January rather, we put out a whole month going into all those many, many changes going on in Google ads with the latest advice on Google shopping, latest advice on Google keywords or search ads, the latest bidding strategies, what to do with YouTube ads, some amazing experts sharing so much in those episodes. It was really, really popular. So if you're wanting to improve your Google ads, definitely go and listen to those. That's on our sister podcast, Keep Optimising. Now, key takeaways, so much in there. I guess for me, it's sticking to your business model. In Laura's case, buying products from other brands and selling them on the website. Sticking to that business model, but regularly questioning, should we diversify our business model? Should we start creating our own products? Should we start doing something different? 
but being really, really, really clear at which point you say yes to that because it's a huge amount of additional work, just like when they created though that additional brand, the toy brand, rather than just the nappy brand. Secondly, I love the way that even though they're not creating the products, they're trying to find the sustainable options making the packaging more sustainable, working with their suppliers to make things more sustainable, ferreting out the brands and the toys, which are both made in the best way, but also are going to have that longevity, you know, be passed down from generation to generation or given to other kids in the family and so on and so forth. So I think that's something which the sustainability piece doesn't have to be changes you make yourself. It can be changes that you're encouraging others to make as well. And then I think the there was a really interesting bit where she was talking about, um, towards the end there, about how and why they're keeping their own warehouse, their own fulfillment centre running in-house. And I come across a lot of brands who are too scared to let go of it because they're used to having it there. And it is a massive endeavour to move it. And there's a, it's more complicated than moving website. But I think the really key stuff she said and why if I was advising, I'd say, yeah, keep it in house was all those ways in which they are leveraging the fact it's there across their social media with their community, sharing those stories and using the fact it's right there to generate more sales and to generate that bond with customers by showing them behind the scenes. So really, really good idea. If you're doing your own pick, pack and dispatch, your own fulfillment, make sure you're leveraging that for your social media and your marketing channels. Well, that's that's a lot of takeaways there for Chloe. Um, But you can get your hands on all the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to what we mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our special director episode links where you can just put ECMP, short for ecommercemasterplan.info forward slash whatever the number is of the episode into the URL bar and you will go straight to the correct page on the website. It's like magic. Now, once you get to the website, please do add yourself to our email list so you're amongst the first to hear of all the new things I'm sharing to help you improve your business. There are many of them. We have a lot planned for this year. So go get yourself onto our email list because that's the first place most things get mentioned. And if you liked this episode, then do uh, make sure you check out our episodes with Cheeky Wipes and one from a long time ago with Farm Toys Online that you'll find if you scroll back up your feed, you'll find those episodes. Cheeky Wipes is a bit like the nappy brand. They are doing um, uh, reusable baby wipes and Farm Toys Online is understandably selling kids toys online. So scroll back up your feed wherever you're looking or have a look on our website and you will find those interviews too. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your businesses, including becoming more sustainable and progressing along that path to carbon net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have an excellent week and do not forget to keep optimizing that marketing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. It's time to get your free ticket to our brand new virtual event. 
This time we're tackling the problem of overstocks, both how to avoid them and how to clear them. So take control of your stock to improve profits, cash flow and lower your carbon footprint. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket.